0: Hello there and welcome to the XL Sports Podcast. Back once again, we are talking the World Cup and this time we are talking Group D. And this one is probably one of the hardest groups in in our predictions um, in terms of you know what's going to happen in it because even before we started this recording, there was a little bit of a, a discussion in terms of who's going to do what in the group. Um, but do you know what? I may as well introduce the guys that will be discussing this with me. Um, and I'm glad to see once again, I am joined by, uh, by Irish Jack, as we're now going to call you Jack. And uh, also by Will, once again, who is here in uh, Group A. So welcome to you both, gents.
1: Who's going first? Hello. You decide. You well, decide. I, 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 I,
0: you can just simply say hello, and that is enough to keep things going. Hello. To,
1: yeah, there we go. There we hello. go.
2: Well done. That wasn't too difficult, <laughs> was it? So also, I just want to point out. I'm surprised you didn't call me Father Jack after. Yeah, you know Jack from Father Ted. who's also Irish. <laughs> are,
0: are you too a drink addicted to drink? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, clearly. <maybe. Maybe. laughs> um, okay, so oh, we all... um, uh, yeah, as, as I sort of mentioned, um, this group. Although it's probably looking like there's two teams that will be more than likely to go through compared to the other two teams. It's not an easy one to predict, is it, Jack?
2: No, it isn't. It isn't at all. Um, Like, it looks easy on the outside on paper, but it never is on paper in a World Cup. Like, once it gets to the... I want to say the grandest stage in world football, but... Can't really call Qatar that, but uh, the tournament's still it's, it's still the grandest tournament in international football and that remains to be no matter where it's held. Um but yeah, uh, it all it's all completely different. We've seen in the past, in the past three tournaments that the reigning champion coming in and getting knocked out in the in the group stage, so there's a bit of a, a curse feel to it and so a lot to look out for
0: and i know for a fact that's something that you would love to see because you're you're that kind of guy aren't you
2: oh i love superstitions and, <laughs> and what well, it doesn't matter what it's in it could be could be in uh, football or it could be in uh, racing I, I i just love superstitions and especially when they continue
0: <laughs> <laughs> i have to admit i think it would probably be a, a bigger shock this time for them to go out in the group stage, but hey, who knows? There's still a lot of football to be played in that group. So, Uh, Will, obviously, uh, me and you were having that discussion as well. Um, Your your thoughts on this group as well?
1: I think France and Denmark make it difficult to predict who's going to finish first and who's going to finish second. I can't really see uh, Tunisia or Australia providing any serious competition to those two. I mean, I don't know. I just... Maybe it's just because I haven't really watched Tunisian football and Tunisia as a team. But going, I guess, off of the last World Cup and things like that, I uh, you know, when, when your best player is considered Wabi Kazri, I don't really consider you a threat. <laughs> and, and for that reason, I think, yeah, that's that's why this group... Although it's hard to predict where they will finish, I think they're, it's hard to predict which sets of two will finish where. So like France and Denmark and Tunisia or Australia, those are two tough predictions. I think, in the top, who's going through and who's going out, I think that's a bit easier.
0: Yeah, uh, I I, I kind of have to agree with you on that. But I'll, I'll touch into Tunisia a little bit more in a bit. But I think we, we start off with the big guns here. Um, You know what, let's start with that France squad. Um, ultimately, we know that there is some injuries Um, at the time of us recording this, which I'm not going to lie, it's, it's sort of Sunday night, just before the games have started. And we know that Benzema is not available. We know that Nkunku is not available. Um France look to be in a bit of a, a, a bad position right now in terms of actual first team talent jack don't they
2: Yeah it's especially more so looking into the midfield um you've got players like Touchemani, Guendouzi, Fofana, like Rabio and um I think I believe uh, Camavinga's made it to the end of the squad which isn't a bad lineup in the midfield maybe 3 or 4 years from now but now in 2022, you're you're looking like you you want to look at your team like a Sunday roast, and you're gonna have your 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 players like Mbappe and um, even Griezmann and and for France as like the the main the main parts of your dish, but you want to have a bit of a bit of experience in there, like your your Brussels sprouts and the rest of your veg. And in the midfield, that seems to be a more crucial area where you want that experience, and France seem to be lacking a lot of it. Um, I believe their most senior player in midfield going into this tournament is um, Gwen Dusey, or not Gwen Doozy, sorry, Rabio. I think he's the oldest out of them. It's either him or the other uh, The other, uh, uh, guy the other from one. Jo- 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 Jordan
0: sure. v- uh, Veritout, is that what it is?
2: I believe I yeah. believe so. I think he's late 20s, but even so, late 20s going into a World Cup is your oldest midfielder. I mean, it, be, is it is might it? look good on, on in FIFA or a football manager, but. You really want to have experience on that pitch, and he, even like Vertu at twenty nine, being their oldest, he doesn't have a lot of experience playing for France. I I don't believe he doesn't have a lot of caps to his name because it's been dominated by by Canten Pogba for years. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how the midfield dynamic will will pan out with the lack of experience. If if you if you want to say that,
0: yeah, I I I think the way I would look at it is the. Uh... The gravy is missing to bring everything all together. Yeah, um, <laughs> I do love that exactly. analogy of a, a Sunday dinner. Though. That's that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I have to admit, it's weird looking at a, a France squad with with such a a, a weak looking midfield. I mean, there, in my opinion, there's nothing there that strikes any fear into you. Um, well, what what's your your thoughts on on this France squad as a whole? I think obviously Jacks touched on that midfield. Is there anything else that you think that maybe could be problematic for them?
1: I I don't know, I I just feel they're quite, I don't know if I'm, uh, I don't know, this might sound a bit dodgy, but they're quite a moody team. The players you've got in there, I, I feel like the, dy- like, maybe the dynamics, but just the whole morale, could it, like, cause a problem? Because you've obviously got players like Mbappe, and of course, if Mbappe's not giving the ball, because now there's no Benzema, I feel like he's now got, he's the star man by a clear, so he's just going to be, I'm starting every game up front, give the ball to me, I'll do the work, because when you've got players surrounding him, you look at the attackers that they're bringing, I I mean, Griezmann's not what he wants was, Giroud's not what he wants was, Usman's a bit inconsistent, like, there's no, I don't know, I just feel like this team might lack a bit of, a bit of chemistry, possibly. I just I don't feel confident looking into them. It's, it's almost like they've had to call up half a new squad and that have never played together. Like you said, like with Vera too. I don't know how much he's played for France, but I know he hasn't been. He's never played for a world class club, and he's never been considered world class. So I just feel like it might be quite a big ask for them to suddenly go into this World Cup as reigning champions and come out on top again with half a team basically that are completely brand new to the World Cup.
0: Yeah, I th- I think you're very fair on that one. Um, it would be nice to see France do well, but yeah, I think I'm I'm sort of in the same camp as you guys. I think they might be struggling a little bit. But you know what? We'll move on to another team. Um, and I think the the team that we're we're looking at is the biggest challenge to France in terms of topping this group, uh, and that is the uh, the Danish squad. And I mean, the fairy tale from Euro 2020 and 2021, where they finished. Uh, what was the semi-finals they got to? They got beat by England in the semi-final. Um, obviously, the, the the tragedy with Christian Eriksen and then the the recovery of Christian Eriksen. This Denmark side just feels like it's it's in a, an upward momentum at the moment. Will, doesn't it?
1: It completely does. I I feel like, and like I said with France, they've got no chemistry. This team is just full of it. they just complete. Like they've just got complete chemistry. And, that, you know, they're riding a high of the last tournament where they were unlucky to lose in the semi-final of the Euro, which I'm sure even then they weren't complaining about. But I, I think they, they, they... When everyone asks for the underdogs, and like they did at Turkey at the Euros, which fell on its face, this this could be the underdog team. They might not even be considered underdogs anymore because they've got... To be fair to them, they haven't got outstanding singular players. Like Individually, Ericsson's their best player, who's great, don't get me wrong, but he's not a star. But I think what brings this team together is just their camaraderie and how they're going to work together. But at the end of the day, you've got you've got to look and you have got to say they're taking Martin Braithwaite, and that's never a strong point. <laughs> you know, if you ever have to call upon that man in a World Cup squad, you can't you can't be too confident, genuinely. But I do look at this team and I think they've got a good chance. As you said, and we were looking before against teams, especially France, they're very strong in the past. So why couldn't they do it again?
0: Just, just to, um, to to counter the Martin Braithwaite argument, I simply point you in the direction of a man called Casper Dolberg, who I think is much worse than Braithwaite and is also in that squad. But there we go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack, what's your thoughts on on the Danish uh, contingent? And do you think that they could uh, go on a little run in the tournament?
2: Um. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't put it past them. They've obviously riding the high of of the Euros, which um, was mentioned there, but. Yeah, Uh in a, in a tournament like this, standout stars is only going to get you so far. Like you, you've seen uh, Colombia uh, in twenty fourteen, where they had James Rodriguez, Paul madness every game, and being their their star boy, but then getting knocked out in in the quarterfinals. So, like as, as good as having a, a wonder kid or a a world class player to lead your team, the the squad harmony and the. The togetherness is going to get them a lot further than 2016 Christian Eriksen and the rest of the team not really caring.
0: Yeah, um, I I don't necessarily think you're wrong there. Um, I'm looking at obviously on the the other side of the coin because obviously I know there's a, a lot of um, plaudits and positivity about this Danish squad, but do you think that there's a a potential worry that you know I'm looking at that sort of a, a few players in that squad anyway that are really starting to age a little bit. I'm looking in particular obviously. Ericsson's getting on a little bit now. Um another one who's always been a, a stalwart in that squad is uh Thomas Delaney, especially in the last sort of, you know, 6 7 years he's been that sort of key thing. Do you think that maybe because they've got a few older players that you know, this could be their last tournament to really do something big?
2: Well, I think just to use that that's analogy I used earlier of the Sunday roast, they've got a perfect mix of a lot of players that are getting on a bit, but will be there to help guide the younger players through. And you have a lot of young players in that team. Like, um, he might he might, he might be not very good anymore, but Casper Dahlberg's still f- fairly young. You got Mikhail Damsgaard in there. Um, you got like a, f- a few Brentford midfielders in there including Damsgaard that are early 20s uh and you got uh, that uh I'm trying to remember his name he completely stole the show a lot of the times in the in the Euros but I've completely blanked on his name Damsgaard. I think yeah I think it was Damsgaard yeah yeah I did met who I Was it Damsgaard mentioned. or Norgard because I know Norgard played for Brentford uh, as Damsgaard. Damsgaard. I think it was Damsgaard it was Damsgaard yeah
1: cuz he went from Atalanta to Brentford
0: so he did, yes. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And uh, let's yeah,
2: has got, got a nice mix. Let's of, not forget about
0: it. that um that wonder passer, world class long ball specialist of Wacky uh, Anderson. Just throwing that out there for the Palace fans, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I I have to admit, you know, there, there's a lot of like buzz around uh, Anderson when he joined us initially, but like I don't think we expected him to be this good, like. His, his passing, he could play as a central midfielder and you know, it, it wouldn't look out of place with how good his passing is, it's ridiculous but um, I, I'll sit and talk about him all day if I continue with that so I'll move on quickly um, and we'll move on to um, let's go for the lads down under Australia um, now this squad I mean Australia I, I don't really know what to make of them Jack um, What what's your thoughts on the Australia squad?
2: I mean, there's quite a lot of unknowns going into into this se- uh, I was gonna say season, into this tournament uh, with with the, Aust- the Australian national team. But you got some players in there that are performing very well um, domestically, which, well, is be- being the A League. But the the A League is a very unknown league to a lot of casual watchers, and especially people that will be turning tuning in for the World Cup, which they they do every four years and. Never watch a, a single league game <laughs> between <laughs> that, uh, let alone the air league. But um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. There's there's quite a few players in there that I would know of, but would probably not not have seen play. But like you would know of quite a few of them. Like you'd you'd see a uh, Matty Ryan in goal, for example. Yep. Probably has a lot of people probably wouldn't have seen him in years. He's playing for Copenhagen and and in, in Denmark, but it's. It's another thing, like with we what we talked about with Denmark, and it's the togetherness of the team. And you gotta you gotta think that the team like Australia is gonna be jailing fairly quickly, especially when a lot of the players are are domestically based and not as many abroad as you would have with mo- most of the other nations, probably other than maybe England.
0: It it does it does strike me as uh a mix, though, because my my one worry about Australia is, that, I, I, you know, Australia throughout the years have always had that one or two, you know, better player, shall we say, that can make a difference. Yeah, and I might it might be my naivety and the fact that because I know for a fact Jamie McLaren is actually a very good little player and um, probably can bang in a few goals if he if he's needed to. But you know, I look at a lot of that squad is based sort of championship levels uh, in England or Premier League Scotland, and I mean. Do you think that it could be a really bad tournament for this group?
1: Is it, uh, I'll go. <laughs> go on, on you go. Um, on it. I, I, yeah, when you make a point like that, I mean, Bailey Wright is in the squad and I'm a Bristol City fan, as you know, and he played for us for years, two or three years. I, I didn't rate him in a championship, so bearing in mind he's going to have to go up against Kylian and Mbappe, I don't know if he's going to play necessarily. I do fear. And I, but one thing I will say is, Garan Kuol, I can't say I've watched too much of him, but he's already signed for Newcastle. So he must be doing oh, something right. I have seen videos on him. That's heavy Of his gameplay specifically. Yeah. But he's apparently an incredible talent that is going to do big things in the future. I mean, getting a signing for Newcastle already, he must be all right. And i also like to point out, on a personal level, Matthew Leckie. Because Matthew Lecky is the man who created one of the greatest saves of all time. He shot against Neuer, and Neuer dropped to his side, put his arm out, and it blocked it like a K-block. And for that reason, I like Matthew Lacky. Okay, that's all <laughs> I've got to say about this team. Okay, I've gotten Aaron Moy, maybe Field legend. But I mean, also, I you know, uh,
2: after... just want to yeah. quickly point out Jason Cummings, who got a goal against Liverpool in there. And of mm-hmm. the FA Cup of the League Cup a couple of years Jason ago. Jason was it against Adrian. Jesus Christ. Well, was there we go Adrian, then. There we out. go then. They're going to go through.
0: Scraping the barrel on that one. He is oh, he's a buying he's average at best. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, Right, so if we talk about teams that we don't know a lot about, let's jump on to the, the biggest anomaly in this group, and that is the Tunisia squad. And... I'm I'm going to say I I know enough about North African football um to sort of have a bit of an idea about most of these squads. Tunisia is probably the weakest African team to come through in general. I think everybody who who's seen anything about football knows that in general, like the the squad as a whole isn't that good. They managed to get into the World Cup with a I think they they, they one nil over two legs against a again another really average Mali squad. Um, but it, it just happened to be the way that the draw ended up working out in the African side of things where, you know, I, I, I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I'm going to have to be. You know, our really poor Tunisia squad has made it to the World Cup and Algeria aren't there, Egypt aren't there. How that has happened, I do not understand. But, you know, it's it's the way of, of AFCON and, yeah, I, I look at that squad and think that there, there's no way they're going to get anything out of this this uh, World Cup grip. Um, I'll come to you first, Will. This time, what what's your thoughts on that squad as a whole?
1: Um, I mean, obviously, I don't have a massive uh, knowledge on the Tunisian side. I've never really watched them play apart from the World Cup. But um, someone like Hannibal Medri, I have watched, because obviously of the Championship, and even he, I don't think he's very good at football. <laughs> obviously, he's young and he's going <laughs> to learn. But I, I, I you know his main thing that he was known for was coming on the last 10 minutes for united and putting in a challenge and that was kind of what he was known for putting in a tackle that was about it I, I is there any place they're going to finish apart from last they might challenge australia for third i'll give them that there's no way in hell that they get through cuz their team just, just just simply isn't good enough
0: i mean, will throw a curveball out there though right tunisia obviously is is on that that sort of north african coast and they are used to the warmer temperatures. Do you think that could play a part in in the group in the fact that they are, you know, they're going into the tournament and they're used to sort of 35, 40 degree heat sometimes. Well, you know, potentially Denmark and and France are not.
2: I hate you so much. I I was going to take my meal <laughs> book. Um, Sorry, Jack. Could you go?
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, basically, I was coming up to. I don't think Tunisia have a lot of quality, if if any, compared to the likes of Denmark and France, which is. Not a very respectful thing to say, but I'm being bluntly honest. And their only saving grace is that a lot of their players are are North African based and they're going to be used to the heat going into the games. And maybe if they can hold on to nil-nil with a few of the teams and try and get a late winner by just outrunning everyone, then maybe, just maybe, they won't finish bottom. But yeah, as as well said, I, I don't see much hope for them.
0: Do you think they might go in and try and do uh, um New Zealand twenty fourteen? Was it
2: twenty ten or twenty ten? They just got yeah. three draws. Came yeah. third. Yeah, they're the only team unbeaten in the twenty ten World Cup. <laughs> what do we do? Not lose. Okay, we could do that.
0: <laughs> right, so gentlemen, I think it's prediction time. Um, Jack, I'm gonna give you first dibs on Denmark Tunisia.
2: Oh, um, this is gonna be the the game for for third place in the group, in my in my opinion. So I'm going for uh Denmark three, Tunisia nil.
0: Okay, um, oh you no,
2: oh, I I'm so stupid. Sorry, right? <laughs> um... I'm going with the same score, but yeah, I got. <laughs> What we're talking about. Australia, Tunisia, my yeah. bad. <laughs> Don't worry, we knew
0: what you meant,
2: so it's okay. It's okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'll go with Denmark 2 0.
0: Okay. I'm 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 gonna be that guy. I'm gonna give Tunisia a goal. Uh, but I'm gonna say it's gonna be three goals. So I think it's gonna say three three one. I'll give Tunisia a goal. Uh Wabi Cash gonna score a thirty yard screamer, everyone's gonna be like, what the hell? <laughs> Um, so I, I'm gonna gonna throw that in there as our our, our first, you know, <laughs> random prediction. So three one, we'll put that in. Um, okay, let's go France Australia next.
2: Jack, go for it. Okay, I, I will go for it. I, I know the teams that are playing this time. Good, because <laughs> I'm paying attention. Good. So is this the battle um, for
0: first place? Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. So uh, <laughs> I, I I think I think. Tunisia can have a really good game here and I think uh, France is going to beat Australia 3-0. <laughs> I
0: like it. Um well, what about you?
1: 4-0 France.
0: You Go 4-0. I, I'll give benefit of the doubt. I'll go 3. I'll say 3-0 just because, you know, I don't want to show it to be absolutely crying, but yeah. Um right, this this is the the games that we need to talk about, but I think I'm going to we're going to go to them last. So we'll go to the final group games. No, 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 we have to. We have to do it in order. We'll do it in order. Yeah. Right.
2: It's Australia that confusing.
0: versus Tunisia. Will. Um, uh, I'll
1: go
2: Australia 2-1.
0: Okay. Jack?
2: Yeah, well, this is the game I was thinking about whenever we were given the <laughs> first one. There. This, is the, this is going to be the match for third place. No, I've got it right this time. Good. Um Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to be anything special. I think it's going to be a, a sloppy game and there's going to be a like a pretty early doors goal. That's just going to seal it up and there's not going to be much after that. So I'm going to go Australia 1-0. Okay. Uh,
0: for the benefit of entertainment, I'll, I'll go with the 2-1. Um Because, you know, (laughs) we want to see goals. (laughs) Got to back it. So, uh, yeah, I I think Australia should be winning this game, but we'll see what happens. Um, Now, this is the game that we have discussed and talked about pre-stream. Denmark versus France. Right. Jack, go for it. What's your prediction?
2: I think France is going to come into this game on a high after beating or thrashing Australia, and they're, they're going to be overconfident, especially their midfield, because they've dominated against a, a very average Australia team, and they're going to come in against Denmark and be like, oh, this should be should be a piece of cake. Their their best player almost died two years ago. What what else could go wrong? And they they're, they're going to go in there and they're going to be shown up, and they're going to have a they're going to go two 0 down, and it's going to be too much for them to catch, and it's just going to be two one Denmark.
0: Nice. I like that full explanation as well. It gives us depth to your argument. Um, yes. Well, what are you thinking?
1: Like, you know, part of me wants to go 9-0 Denmark. <laughs> I know that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, I I agree with the France overconfidence. I'm not sure there be overconfidence, but I just don't really... I don't know, I don't rate the Any, I think he's a bit... He's stubborn in his ways and that could lead to overconfidence but i also think that denmark aren't that they don't have possessed that much quality in comparison i'll go one all
0: okay i'm gonna have my opinion on this one as well and i am gonna agree with one of you though and um, I, I think it's gonna be denmark 2-1 my, my 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 reasoning behind this is not only the fact that i think that you know you're right with the He's very stubborn. I think he he's chosen players that he probably shouldn't have chosen and there's are players that were dropped that should have been in that team um, for a start. I think the fact that um, you think Denmark in recent terms have been in really good form, but I think the, the, the key thing for me is that Denmark have played France twice this year, both in the Nations League, one home and away against them, and are undefeated in their last week in competitive games. I'm going to go 2-1 Denmark because of that. So... Uh, we'll lock that one in but i think yeah that that's that's my big prediction is denmark tops that group and goes quite far but hey we'll come to that later um and then finally australia denmark jack go for it
2: i'm gonna be i'm gonna be quite boring here okay this is gonna lead this is gonna lead to the reasoning behind the result for tunisia france which i'm gonna get on to whenever we get there but i'm gonna go australia nil denmark nil and I think Denmark—they've got their their two wins. They they know they're safe. They they know, like uh, Tunisia won't have two wins. like no matter what happens against France and, like um, France will. But they, even so, like they both go through. So I think an easy point for them, which will t- see them top the group with seven points, and which I think I think's res- respectable for for Denmark, and especially coming off that. The high of of the years will give them a lot more confidence going going for show, to show them that it wasn't a blip and that they're not washed up per se. So yeah, nil nil nil. N- I'm gonna say for Australia Denmark.
1: Okay,
0: interesting. Um, well, what's your one on this prediction?
1: In my defence, I am a bit special. But oh, I am. <laughs> I think Australia will take an early lead about three or four minutes in, and then I think Denmark win four one. Because I think okay, I I I just I, I just I don't know I just, I just think Australia are a bit crap. <laughs> That's all I'm, I've got I'm gonna to say really.
0: I'm gonna take this down a bit. I was see I'm tempted <laughs> to say two one to um to Denmark on this one because I think it will be closer, but I still think Denmark will win quite well. So I'll go three one right. I'll take that. We'll go three one on that one. Kind of splits you yes. a little bit, but also doesn't at all. So yeah, um, right, final game in the group. This is this is the the interesting argument you're going to make, Jack. Um, France, yeah, Tunisia. All How right. many nil?
2: So I, I'm still I'm still going to go on with my reasoning, even though it doesn't work anymore oh, with yeah, the last fine. prediction. But I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna explain why. So going into this game, we got Denmark one against Tunisia in, in game week one. France won against Australia, so that's three points. Denmark and France zero to the other two. Denmark then beat France, putting them on six. Australia win against Tunisia, and then it's uh, what is it? It's a six, six Denmark, three France, three Australia, and zero. I see to where Tunisia. you're going
0: with this. I see where you're going with this.
2: Australia and Denmark draw nil nil, comfortable game. Denmark top the group on seven points. Um. Australia are currently in second on four points. France need to beat Tunisia to get through. They sit on three points. So my reason, so my reasoning is France go into this game under pressure because they know they need to win the game. Very similar to a game you might you might have seen in twenty eighteen, um, Germany versus South Korea. And Germany need to win that game to get through. So I'm I'm going for a very like probably the biggest shock uh, prediction of the the whole thing so far, and I'm going to go Tunisia one France nil.
0: Ooh. 88th minute winner. We like it. We like it. Um,
2: and that okay. will see France being knocked out, which which doesn't obviously work because you guys have predicted a Denmark win already, so it doesn't it doesn't well, work th- in this prediction. But I in my yeah. Personal prediction yeah. I'm going France lose that and then they end up out of the group with the World Cup curse continuing as a result. Okay, the I, I like
0: it. Well, what are you saying on this one?
1: 4 0 France,
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, that's, that's, that's probably more likely. But I, let me let me dream, let me believe. He
0: gives a full on explanation as to you know what his dream is. He hopes that Tunisia wins, but I'd like. done (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm gonna put 4-0 in purely for the delivery alone if nothing else i'm I'm sorry jack i love your your optimism in that but just that delivery of 4-0 is perfection so
2: i i i I can let it
0: slide as who cares so that means that in that group we would have obviously denmark top france second australia third Tunisia bottom um denmark on plus six goal difference nine points France on plus or sorry Denmark plus five France plus six but six points and knockout stages that would mean that oh oh based on our earlier predictions that would mean that in the round of 16 France would play
2: Argentina in the second round (laughs) Round a sixteen so, rematch from four years did
1: somebody ago. Somebody say twenty eighteen. Did somebody say Benjamin Pavard? Yes. I heard
0: it. Yes. Oh, that 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 seems perfection. And then Denmark would play Mexico, which is actually quite nice. I like that Denmark and Mexico going through in that group. So yeah, that seems quite nice. But um, that seems yeah. like a good point to end this one. So uh, thank you very much, gentlemen, for joining. And um, don't worry, you will hear these uh, wonderful two voices again in group. F when we record that they'll be both back but me and Jack uh, are going to record Group E next and then uh, we'll catch up with the rest of you soon but thank you for listening and if you haven't listened to the one before please go back and listen to them as well but thank you very much